Good morning, Porch Community. Um, happy fourth weekend to you. Uh, wherever you are, wherever you're watching from, uh, my name's Justin. I'm the student worship pastor here, student and worship pastor here, and uh, I get the privilege of um, uh, preaching this morning, and I'm really excited about all that God wants to do, and I hope you are too. Um, if, you're, if you're just checking us out for the first time online, uh, we want to say a special welcome to you. We love you, and we're so glad uh, that you've decided to be with us today. Um, there's just something about this holiday um, that brings out a lot of nostalgia for me, right? Uh, I think of all the great sights and smells and, and sounds of, of, of summer and being uh, on the lake with my family, grilling out, of course, watching fireworks. Uh, but you better not tape those fireworks, better not video them and put them on your story because you will get dragged. Somebody will drag you. There's a warning like, no, we don't want to see your firework videos. Uh, so just fair warning, you know, if you, if you posted them, that's all. It, that You do you. Um, but uh, people will roast you for those firework videos. Anyway, of course, one thing that brings out a lot of pride in me uh, for this particular weekend, uh, this every year, is thinking about our, our servicemen and women who've served and fought and died for um, the freedom uh, that we have here in this country. I think of my, both my grandfathers, um, you know, both of whom served in the military in World War II and, and uh, many other relatives and friends who have given their all to defend our country. And so I'm very proud of them and how they've served, and I'm proud to, um, to be associated with them, and I hope you are too. But that brings up a little conundrum for me and certainly for, for uh, anyone who calls himself a Christian, a Christ follower, and it's this. Where do I find the balance between my love of country, my love for my country, and my faith? Does n- national pride and, and patriotism ever run contrary to the gospel and to scripture? Now, before you get mad at me, let me try to explain where I want to go this morning. I'm in no way saying that we should not be proud of the country we live in. Nor am I suggesting that we shouldn't love America and enjoy the freedoms someone else paid dearly for for us. The question I'm asking this morning, are we sometimes susceptible to putting more emphasis on our national pride than on our eternal Savior? Does patriotism or love and pride of the country we live in ever come into conflict with the gospel? Does it? That's the question I'm asking. I believe there's a growing temptation in, this country, in America to be more loyal to America than to Jesus. See, the truth is our fate doesn't hinge on who's in charge of our country. No matter what anybody's going to try to tell you, who's in charge of this country? Who wins the next election? Our fate doesn't rest on that. Things may change, but as a Christ follower, we're to look further up than that. We're to fix our eyes and our gaze further up on the God of the universe who's in charge of all things. See, we don't rise and fall with who wins or who doesn't win, no matter what candidate you pull for, what party you associate with. It's not about that. See, God is king. He is our king. His kingdom is our country of residence. His name 
is what we should be defending and proclaiming to the world first above all else. See, I love America, and I'm thankful for God's grace in me being born here. And I think it's okay to say that we've got a lot of things that we need to work on in this country. I think it's okay to admit that, especially in the current climate of things. Isn't it okay to admit that? Would you agree with me at home, wherever you're watching? Isn't it okay to admit that we've got some things that we need to get right? Certainly that's more and more evident in the current state of things, right? It's okay to admit that we've got things to fix in our country, that the country that we love. I mean, it's, it's, we all have families, right? Like We have families, and we know about families. We know how we feel about families, right? We know how we feel about our own families, that we've got things that, we, that need improvement in our own families. It's like saying, I know they're bad kids, but they're my kids. <laughs> we got some things to fix. The dysfunction, the drama, right? You know, we don't always love what we see in our families, but we still love them. It's like saying, you know, man, that relative, I don't, I don't, you know, it's hard to claim them sometimes. They get on my nerves, but I still love them. And we got some things we got to fix. So I believe it's healthy to have an honest and open-minded and open-hearted view of our country. It just means we love it. So I'm telling you now, I love America, but I don't love everything about America, all right? One of the things I love most about America is that we have never stopped fighting to become a better version of ourselves. We have never stopped striving to become better as a nation. We've always been able to look at ourselves and say, how can we be better? Through centuries of conflicts and protests and pandemics and racial inequality and even declaring war on itself, America has always had this great ability to be able to view itself objectively and be honest about what we can do to be a better version of us. And right now in our history, folks, it's one of those watershed moments where we're having to look in the mirror and see where we can be better. There's plenty of things we can be open and honest about in both a historical and recent past that put things in perspective and to put it mildly need a lot of work. They need a lot of work. Can we agree on that? I love this country. But I'm telling you now, I love Jesus more. My allegiance is to him and his kingdom first. Matthew 6:33. We could all almost all quote it. It says seek the kingdom of God above all else. Some, some, some versions say, seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and he will give you everything you need. There's this great quote by Pastor uh, Matt Chandler and it says, the kingdom of God wasn't born on the 4th of July. I love that. In other words, God's kingdom before our own. If I'm being honest, the good old USA can't, uh, can become an idol. Patriotism and national pride can become idolatry. I mean, we like to say God bless America or America, but many times America has become more prominent in the place in our hearts than, than God himself than the person of Jesus Christ. We don't mean to do it. We're just sort of conditioned to do it. 
red, white, and blue. We're proud to live here. But Scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God. Am I lifting up the kingdom of God and the person of Jesus higher than I lift up the love and the pride of my own nation? Philippians 2, uh, chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. I want you to turn there with me if you have your Bible handy or your Bible app. This is what Paul is saying to the church. He says, Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all of the names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There's this U2 song. I'm a U2 fan. There's a U2 song called October. And there's this line in that song that says, And kingdoms rise and kingdoms fall, but you go on and on, you referring to God. And kingdoms rise and kingdoms fall, but you go on and on. America is the greatest country on earth, but it is a kingdom of earth. It is corruptible. The kingdom of God deserves my whole heart, and it deserves my allegiance above all else. Charles Colson, who from 1969 to 1973 served as a as special counsel to President Richard Nixon, he was a very powerful, shrewd, and corrupt politician. Colson was one of the key figures behind the Watergate scandal in the early 70s, and eventually led to the resignation of President Nixon, the scandal, and federal prison for Colson and some others. And while in prison, Colson accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. And when he finally got out of prison, he spent the rest of his life serving the Lord and preaching the gospel all over the world. He died in 2012, and I want to share with you a couple of great quotes because... Uh, no one seemed to have the insight quite like Colson because he had, he had spent time on both sides of this fence. National pride, being a, a right there in the thick of things in the, in the cabinet of President Nixon. And then coming to Christ, falling from grace, coming to Christ and understanding the supremacy of Christ in our, not only our nation and our world. Here's a great quote that I love from him. He says, I meet millions who tell me that they feel demoralized by the decay around us. Does that sound like that? This was written several decades ago. Does that sound familiar to now? He says, where is the hope? The hope that each of us have is not in who governs us or what laws are passed or what great things that we do as a nation. Our hope is in the power of God working through the hearts of people, and that's where our hope is in this country, and that's where our hope is in life. He goes on to say, Christian patriots spend more time washing feet than waving flags. See, what he came to understand is the banner of Christ holds far more significance for me and for you than the banner of our country or any other. Are we willing to raise the banner 
of Jesus Christ higher than we raise the star-spangled banner. I mean, seek first the kingdom of God above all else. King David wrote this in Psalm chapter 20, verses 7 and 8. He says, Some nations boast of their chariots and their horses, but we boast in the name of the Lord our God. Those nations will fall and collapse, but we will rise and stand firm. We see here in, in the Psalms that even David, with his great sense of pride and devotion for his beloved nation of Israel, God's people, he still understood and did not waver from where his true allegiance was. The other thing I want to get across this morning, I want to touch on this morning, is the nature of freedom, right? We have great freedoms here in this country. Some are being stripped away little by little. I don't know if you've noticed that. But I've heard this said around every around 4th of July. I heard it said and quoted and posted that there's a freedom that we have that can never be taken away. And although we may think that's true, nationally, it may not be true. Just ask the Romans. Ask the Roman Empire. Freedom can be stripped away, even here in this great country. And we've seen little freedoms, little things that we've been taken, that we've taken for granted, like you can go to the grocery store and not be afraid to get sick and die. Those, those things. Come into church. That precious freedom has been taken away for a time hopefully not for very much longer but it is it is simply not true to say we have a freedom that cannot be taken away on the earthly level on the national level it's simply not true we don't know what's in store for us we pray that god continue to bless us here we pray that freedom will come in abundance for us and we pray that people who've experienced inequality and persecution in this country for the color of their skin will will, will find new freedom but i'm telling you right now the only freedom that cannot be taken away is the freedom we find in christ galatians 5 1 says it is for freedom that christ has set us free Stand firm then, do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. The only freedom that can't be taken away is that which we find in Christ. So back to the question I asked earlier, are we sometimes susceptible to putting more emphasis on national pride and patriotism than on our eternal Savior? Are we more apt to put emphasis on the kingdom of the United States of America or whatever country you may reside in if you're watching uh, uh, online overseas somewhere we don't know, hopefully. Are we more apt to place emphasis on that than we are the kingdom of God? Does patriotism ever come into conflict with the gospel? How do we love our country in a way that pleases God and doesn't conflict with our Christian faith? The answer is this. Simply, I love America, but Jesus loves America even more. Really, let's break it down even further. I love people of every nation because Jesus loves them. And I love America not because it's perfect, but because it's not. I love America because it's not perfect. It's like a parent being the parent of a, of a strong-willed child. That, that child gives me a headache. He stresses me out. 
but I still love him. There's some work that needs to be done, right? Can we admit then not just say and stamp America on everything and go, God bless America, without really fully looking objectively at ourselves and as a country and saying, I love it, therefore I'm going to work to, to raise the banner of Christ and, and, and show my own country and live in such a way that my own country finds hope where it matters most and the only place that it matters is in Christ. I love America not because it's perfect, but because it's not. Because I want to see this country get better. That's not blind patriotism. That's strong, trusting faith in a God that can change the whole deal. He can heal a nation if we offer up to Him prayer and how we live and how we love our neighbors and, and love people that we don't even know. Or love people even that we don't like very much. That's the only way that we're ever going to see change. That we're ever going to be better. A better version of us. A more perfect union. That's the only way we're going to be better. So a love of country doesn't have to conflict with the gospel as long as we're loving Jesus far more than we love America. In fact, our relationship with Jesus should and will guide and even enhance our love for this country because it's a great parallel to the gospel. I believe that when we exalt Christ above all else, we see this country like he does. When we see it flaws and all, acknowledge the things we need to work on and not bail on it as some are tempted to do right now. When we decide to love people and not cancel them, when then we're truly raising the banner of Christ and living out the gospel. Then we can love it and the people that call it home in a way that's far more and, 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 uh, meaningful and, than the most devoted patriot. We can love it in a way that the most devoted American cannot. And then those things that we see in our nation that need fixing, racial inequality, Social injustice, police brutality, violence, hate, gossip, self-righteousness, this cancel culture, bipartisan division, politics, political nonsense, social media exploitation, preventable poverty in our communities. All of it, we can present to the world a real solution, a real solution. The hope of the world, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We start to see real progress in becoming a more perfect union. And that's what I want. That's what we want. Jesus paid the price for my freedom and yours. Therefore, I'm going to honor him and how I love people and point others to him. Let's not let patriotism and nationalism run rampant and run the, uh, have a run of the house. And become more precious to us than our Savior, Jesus. Let's lift up Jesus higher than anything or any person in our lives, no matter what the world is telling us. Let's pledge to wave the banner of Christ above all other banners. Because the hope of the world does not rest in the United States of America. As awesome as it is, as much as I love it. No matter how great our country is, our hope is in Christ 
and him alone. The kingdom of God is far more precious than the kingdoms of man. And you better believe that I, I want, in my heart, I want to seek first the kingdom. And if I do that, if we do that, if I fix my eyes on Jesus, his kingdom, look, Scripture tells us, the Bible tells us that we're not citizens of this world. We're foreign. We're aliens. Our real home is eternity with Christ. We're just passing through, it says. And although I can have a great sense and a, and a balanced sense of national pride because of my grandfathers and how they serve and the people that I know that have served our country, and I'm so proud of that, but it cannot trump the relationship I have with Jesus Christ. It cannot be more to me than that. And I can't let it. So seek that kingdom above all else. Let's be the country that God desires us to be. Let's be, let, and, and you know what? If, if, the thing is, I see a lot of clamoring for change. But Christ followers have the solution to the change, and we can't be silent. We can't just, we can't just try to attack the symptom of the problem. We can't just keep talking about social injustice or racial inequality and not go to the root of it, which is sin. We cannot. We have to go deeper. We have to go deeper than that. We have to proclaim the truth of the gospel, and therein will lie the change. How can we ask people to love each other if they don't know Jesus, if we're not injecting Jesus into the conversation? How can we ask people to truly love each other genuinely, how can we do that if Jesus is not part of the equation? We can't. I said earlier that the thing I love about America the most is that we are never, we've never stopped trying to become a more perfect union. We've never stopped striving to be a better version of us. But Christian, Christ follower, listening, you and your heart are the key to true and lasting change in this country. You know, you can, we can balance the sense of the love of our country with the gospel of Christ. Now, I believe there's a balance there. And when we balance those two, and there's, it's, not a, it's not a, they're not neck and neck. They're not, they're not balanced this way. Really, the banner of Christ is here. And the banner of the USA is down here somewhere. But it is balanced in God's view. And this is how God will change this country and this world. The truth of the gospel. The freedom that we find in Christ. The true nature of freedom. It is for freedom that I have been set free because of what Jesus has done for me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We're so thankful for your presence here. We're thankful beyond measure the freedoms that have been paid dearly for in this country. But my prayer is that, number one, we would not forget that there are so many people on this earth that do not have the freedoms that we, that we have. So let us not get comfortable. We, help us to not be comfortable with what we possess and what we hold in our hands but help us to strive 
for this enti- not just our nation here, but the entire world to know you and to know the freedom that comes from you. My prayer truly, God, is that you would work in us, that you would bring revival, true revival to our country. That you would work in us in a way that would change the way we view our country. Not for the worse, but for the better. And our prayer is that we would give you, we would renew our allegiance to you this morning. That if we need to push national pride and patriotism down a few rungs on the ladder and lift up the name of Christ even higher. If we are in need to do that, show us in our, in our hearts, God. Show us the ways that we can live that out, that gospel message out in our daily lives. You're good, Lord Jesus. You're so good. And you've been so good to us. But I pray that we would live out We would be a a physical representation of the goodness of God because there is where we're going to have lasting change and not only in our hearts but in our country and our nation. We'll see healing begin to happen. We're not looking for superficial and temporary solutions. We're looking for a permanent, eternal one that is only found in you pray you'd have this time of worship as we respond to you and it's in your name we pray amen